We are back, Automator fans, for another episode of the Automator series. And today I'm with Shruti Mowley. So firstly, thanks so much for taking the time all the way over in Melbourne. Thanks, Gavin. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, I'm really glad that we could finally make this happen. We had a bit of scheduling back and forth and times and whatnot, but we got it. So for everyone who yeah. doesn't know you, I'd love to just kind of have you say hey to everyone and then just introduce yourself, tell people who you are, what Shruti is busy with and uh, what you love to do. Yeah. So hi, guys. I'm Shruti. I live in Melbourne, Australia. I run Shruti Mowgli Coaching. So Shruti Mowgli Coaching is all about business and leadership coaching. So that's keeping me pretty busy at the moment. I've had also a new baby. She's 10 months old. Mm. I've got a seven-year-old daughter as well. So I've got two daughters, seven years old and 10 months old. They keep me plenty busy along with my business. Mm. So I technically work with businesses and individuals and leaders. I help them gain clarity, focus, and you know, I help them run with a clear direction and whatever their version of success is and whatever their mega results are, I help them achieve it in a nutshell. Yeah, beautiful. And when you say you work with leaders and businesses, is that kind of of varying sizes or do you prefer to work with um, small businesses or startups? Like, is there kind of a, a bit hmm. of a theme there at all? So I work with small to medium businesses. So if it's business coaching, it's normally, you know, small to medium businesses that come to me where they go, hey, I'm here at the moment and I want to go there. So there's normally a big gap and I take them through a four quadrant model and I work with small to medium businesses in that respect. When it comes to leaders and, you know, team development, it's normally the bigger organizations where they are, say, you know, either emerging leaders within a larger organization or existing leaders who are trying to grow. So, or it's a leader who wants to uh, do personal development and then they take me on to, you know, kind of train their teams as well. So I kind of work with both categories of business. It just depends what they come to me for. Interesting. Okay, so it yeah. sounds like at times you're working quite... Um, because you spoke about the leaders and smaller businesses, it sounds like you're often working one-on-one mm. -on -one with the, the leader or the founder themselves, but also at times it's like that crosses over into also working with their teams and stuff. Yeah. Look, when you work with a small to medium business, right, if you are a sole operator or if you are the owner of the business, the business is you. Mm. You are the business. Everything that you do, kind of translates to your business. So if you have the right mindset and if you have the right strategies and if you have the right steps to move forward, mm -hmm. everything else follows suit. Yeah. But if you as a lady, yeah, that's just, that's isn't it? Definitely a danger though. It's like having it one and the same, but that's just kind of yeah. the It's almost like, you know, you might have the best strategy on this planet, but if you don't have the right mindset to grow your business, it's going nowhere. Mm. Yeah. And how did you actually get, get in this direction? I always find that those stories very interesting for people and myself is like, what were you doing before <sighs> this and kind of, how did you end up here? 
So I was in the corporate space for a very, very long time, say 15 years plus. So I did visual merchandising, commercial design, mm-hmm. um, and you know, kind of retail design. Plus I also did customer experience strategy. So, you know, I kind of navigated the corporate space, being in leadership positions in quite a lot of organizations, started looking at gaps within leaderships and somehow corporate got to me. You know, it sounds very cliched, but I had a good job. I had a husband. I had a beautiful home. I have two gorgeous kids. Back then I had one gorgeous kid. But, you know, there was a big hole. There was absolutely a big hole and I couldn't pinpoint what it was. Yeah. And, you know, I jumped from job to job, did different courses, you know, tried to upskill myself and took on hobbies, but somehow nothing filled that job. And I became very unhappy and it kind of started affecting my relationships. And, you know, people would look at me and go, where's that smile? Where's it gone? Mm. It's like, I don't know. And then finally, you know, I said, okay, it's time to call it quits. And I quit the corporate space and I took some time off just to Mm. figure out what I wanted to do. And yes, somehow coaching came to me, Gavin. I don't know how, but it just, you know, I think it was just meant to be. Yeah. And, you know, I joined the Coaching Institute, which is an institute in Melbourne, started studying coaching. And yeah, uh, I haven't looked back since. It's almost like it was meant to be. And I found my calling and I am happier than I've ever been in my life. Mm. It's amazing. Was, so it was almost like you, I mean, the very fact that you knew you weren't happy with the situation and then you were trying to upskill in various ways. And it sounds like you finished them, you integrated them, but then you were still like, this still doesn't feel like where I want to no. be. No, it wasn't because, you know, when you don't know what you want, mm you do everything you don't want because you don't know what you want. You know, normally when I start coaching people, I ask, what do you want? And they come up with a huge list of things they don't want. It's Mm. so easy to pinpoint. I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't want that. But answering the question, what do you want? Is the biggest question. And I had to ask myself that question too, because regardless of what I did, the void wasn't filling up regardless of how much I worked, how much I earned, or, you know, I was getting a big fat paycheck. I could buy everything I wanted. I had a gorgeous daughter. I had a loving husband. Everything was tick, 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 tick in terms of society. But then that wasn't enough. It was something I needed to do to fulfill that hole that was within me. Yeah. And that was me finding my calling and which I have now. Did it feel just like, I don't know, boredom or what is it just like waking up every day and you're like what's the word you just the last thing you wanted to do was go into the office like what was that actual feeling look I actually loved what I did I love design okay so even now I enjoy doing everything that comes to design with my business like building my website or creating my business cards or creating a thank you card design is my absolute passion so it wasn't getting up and going to work that was a problem Hmm. it was the feeling of there is something more I need to do I'm born to do something different than this Hmm. this is not what I've, I've this is not what I'm 
what am I trying to say? This is not what I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. You know, it was something, it was, there was something in me saying, this is not enough, Shruti. This is not. Yes, you've got everything, but there's something missing. What is that missing bit? It kind of, regardless of what I did, I never felt fulfilled. Mm. You know the feeling of when you're really, really hungry some days and you keep eating and you still want to eat more. And then <laughs> yeah. you find something that hits the spot. Yeah. <laughs> it could be some hot chips or whatever, you know, yeah. whatever suits your fancy. But when you eat that particular thing, you feel satisfied and you go, right. Yeah. I'm done now. Yeah. I'm full. I'm fulfilled. I'm satisfied. So it was almost like that. It's a weird analogy, but it was like I was trying to eat all these different things, but nothing fulfilled me until I found, found that sweet spot that actually hit the mark. And that yeah. was coaching for yeah. me. Yeah, no, no, it's, <laughs> it is a funny <laughs> analogy, but it does make sense. It's kind of like, the, yeah. it's like you do have that intuition. It's like you were saying you were trying, yeah. also you were upscaling on different things, you were trying them and you were finishing them, but you were still just like, yeah, that wasn't it. And you're like, okay, I need to no. try something else. Okay, that wasn't it, it either. And then, like you said, no. it eventually kind of just clicks. I'll tell you what, Gavin. Like, you know, I went from earning a really big salary to mm. going to nothing. Mm. I had to build my business, right? Yeah. I was happier not getting money in than I was when I was getting a lot of money. Yeah. So that kind of puts into picture how much of a hole there was and how coaching just filled into that hole and it fit in perfectly it's it's something about you know you develop as a person when you start coaching and we, when you start studying coaching you become your first client you apply all of the learnings on yourself so you start developing and then you know you start living a purposeful life and I think that's what was missing the ultimate purpose for my life was missing which I found now which is amazing yeah no but i totally get that um like my first only ever had one office job actually no i had a few but one kind of official office job after university and yeah very quickly into that job i already had that feeling of like i cannot see myself doing this for even the next another two three years and for me it was also seeing i had a lot of friends who were running online businesses and traveling and doing all these cool crazy adventures I mean, for me, that kind of helped me kind of click into place. I was like, yeah, this isn't right yeah. for me because I'm seeing them doing these things and that's getting me more excited. So I, kind of, I also had some outside influence, which helped, I think, in my case. Yeah, of course. And then, you know, this is the thing. Sometimes you go after things you think you must go after. Mm-hmm. You know, it's almost like running a rat race in your life. You know, you're like okay, we've been told that you need to study well, you need to get a job, you need to earn a full salary, you need to rely on stability, you need to get married, you need to get, you have children. So these are the things, you know, that society puts as, what do you call, a blueprint in your brain. And then you follow all of that. And at some point, you know, you snap and you go, no, that's not it. It Mm. needs to change. There needs to be a shift. And that's what happened to me. And it took a lot of breaking away from my conditioning to figure out what I really wanted. It was interesting you mentioned earlier that it's not enough to just know what you don't want because that's a big thing for me is I know I'm getting better at knowing what I don't want, but knowing what mm. I actually want is still quite a big question I'm asking and obviously you work towards it. 
But I have found that knowing what you don't want has helped me get closer to that, though, as opposed to it doesn't help at all. Yeah, you can do it as a process of elimination. So you will get to what you want, but that would be from a process of elimination. But if you think of what your higher purpose in life is, what are you living for? And if you think of your ideal day or your ideal life, if you close your eyes and you visualize yourself 20 years from now, what is it that you want? What is the lifestyle you want? What yeah. is it that you want yeah. to be doing on a day-to-day -day basis? What sort of people do you want to mingle with on a daily basis? What does your day look like? What does your night look like? It becomes very clear the kind of lifestyle you want to build for yourself. So, you know, and once you know that, you just work backwards from there and figure out what you need to do today to get to where you need to be in 20 years or 10 years or five years, whatever your goals are. Yeah. I just realized as we were talking through it now, why I think it's well harder for me, but maybe same for other people. It's because when you go from the direction of what you don't want, you're anchoring it off something. You have something like grounded to base it off. But if you're just like, what do I want? It can be anything. You have like no It can be in. anything. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, this is what I do as well, right? So when I start with a client, I give them like a plain old journal. It's like the most boring journal. Yeah. They're like, why have you given me this? I'm like, because there's no preempts to anything. There is nothing suggesting you or giving you um, a direction for you to think with mm -hmm. if something says what did you do name three things you did well today oh it's easy to write it down whereas when you open up a book and it's a blank piece of paper and you need to write something there yeah. it's a lot harder because you know it's got to come from the heart it's the same way of it's the same analogy of thinking about what you really want mm -hmm. when you think of what you really want then you're thinking about what you want from a place of no fear, a place of no barriers, a place of um, no constraints, but a pure place of dreaming your dream life. Mm -hmm. And then once you know what you want from a place of no inhibitions around it, you can work backwards and create it. Yeah. Don't you think prompts are useful in some situations, though? Like if someone's really Maybe. stuck, like how do you, yeah, like if of course. someone's really stuck, then how do you kind of prompt them forward or kind of move them forward? You know what? The human subconscious is a thing of wonder. You 100% of the times know what you want. It's just your fears and your beliefs and, you know, what you tell yourself that stops you from vocalizing what you really want. So through coaching, you go through various patterns and you go through various models and you go through, uh, what do you call, uh, a pattern of questioning where I can bring out what you really want. Mm. You know it. It's just your fear stopping you from telling it aloud because once you say it aloud, it becomes a reality. Then you've got to create it. You've yeah, got to work hard to work towards it. <laughs> yeah, it's like just putting it out there, even just for yourself, makes it a lot more real. Yeah, exactly. Like if I say I want to build a multi-million dollar business out aloud, it's a reality now. Mm. And I've got to create it because I've said it. 
Yeah, also, I imagine when you say it out loud, it also brings up feelings. Like when you say, oh, I want to create a multi, uh, multi-million dollar business. Like for me, that also makes me like bring up some emotions. Like, oh, is, is that possible? What are the steps? Yeah. Like, oh, am I able to do that? It's also, I yes. guess, putting it out All there. All sorts of fears creep in, isn't it? All sorts of fears creep in. Oh my God, I have dreamt that. Am I really capable of that? Am I worth that? How am I going to deal with all that success? What sort of people are going to associate with me? Am I going to lose my relationships? What am I, how am I going to build new relationships? What are people going to say? Are people going to judge me? So, you know, all these questions come around and you go, oh my God, it's better not to think about what I want and just think about what I don't want. But, the power of knowing what you want is it makes you strong and it makes you confident and it makes you focused and it gives you a direction to run your life in. Yeah, that's, yeah. And that's you just push away everything that does not come in the matter of your purposeful life. Your purposeful life could just be being a beautiful mom to two kids. If that's your purpose, then you push away everything else that doesn't align with that. It doesn't just have to be financial. Yeah, that's interesting you bring that up because I've had a few things in like a few different influences kind of in my life in regards to coaches and things like that. And like, obviously on Facebook, you get reached out to by many business coaches, also relationship coaches, just coaches for different things. And some will come with the, the thing of like, do you want to create a, than a, a 20 person company and making millions each year and the relationship people are saying do you want to have like three girlfriends i don't know whatever just various things but it's like, whatever yeah it's like sitting and thinking like is that actually what i want though it's like i think it is good to develop the skills to potentially do those things like create a multi-million yeah. dollar business have i don't know multiple relationships whatever but no, I have three girlfriends, isn't it? <laughs> or three, three boyfriends, three husbands, or whatever. Three boyfriends, whatever or three girlfriends, say. or whatever. But it's yeah. like it's like knowing you can achieve those things and then deciding it's actually yeah. not what I want. So it's like it's coming from a place of exactly you know you can get there and you you can get there, yeah. but you're making the conscious decision that that's actually not what you want. Yeah, it helps you live a very conscious life. The mm-hmm. moment you know what you want. And it leads to your purpose and you've got a vision to create it and you know how to get there. The decisions you make are very, very conscious. Yeah. And the decisions yeah. you make are in the direction of your purposeful life. And that's very, very impactful. And when that happens, you feel like you're limitless. Nothing can stop you. Of course, there are going to be hurdles. And that's where values and stuff come into place where, you know, you write down the values and you kind of, you know, live your values, uh, value-driven life to your purposeful life. And then it becomes stronger. But living a conscious life towards your purposeful life is so, so amazing. Because... So how long ago was it that you went through the Coaching Institute's program? Two years ago. Okay, so that was when you kind of decided to take the the dive. Mm. And that was very hard, Gavin. It was very hard because I had to go through the transformations myself. And Mm. 
that was something I never did because if people looked at me, they looked at this strong, you know, a person who always knew what she wanted and went after whatever she wanted. And that's what I've done all my life, you know, like I've, but then, you know, for me to go through that journey of personal development and kind of peeling off all the layers and operating from my core mm -hmm. and feeling everything that I felt was a huge transformation. It was huge for me. Mm. There were days I didn't get out of my room and I just sit and binge watch Netflix because that's what I felt like. Yeah. But then, you know, the good thing is when you go through this transformation, when you come out the other side, it's just beautiful. Yeah, it, it is beautiful. It's like the whole trial by fire. It's like if you can make it through yeah. that, you can kind of make yeah. it through Exactly. It gives you the strength that you've never had before. Yeah. It gives you this yeah. direction you've never had before. And it gives you the clarity that you want to live in. It automatically, you know, for some reason, everything is very clear in front of me now. There's no haziness. If an opportunity comes my way and it doesn't take me to my purposeful life, I can very, very easily say no now. Mm. Whereas before, when I didn't know what I wanted, I'd say yes to everything because I want to try everything, right? Let's see yeah. what sticks. Yeah. I was driving myself crazy. But now I can say, hang on, that does not lead me to my purposeful life. So I can say, no, thank you. Thank you for thinking of me, but no thank you. That is yeah. amazing. Yeah, that's powerful because we yeah. also only have so much finite time and energy exactly. and mental kind of exertion mm. and all that. Yeah. And so from when you finished the coaching It is just amazing. Yeah. So when you when you finished the, the coaching institute, then how did you kind of go about getting your first kind of few people that you're working with? I always find those those are very interesting journeys. Yeah. What did I do? I started coaching anyone and everyone who needed help for free. Mm. So I did loads and loads and loads and loads of pro bono. So my husband would be like, what are you doing? Oh, I'm just coaching this person. I'm coaching that person. So I did three, four sessions a day, like mm. coached everyone. So, you know, I could get my skills up there learn my models, learn my methodologies and, you know, mm -hmm. see what sort of transformations I could get in people and what kind of clicked within me and how I could help people mm. and where I could be the most impactful. Obviously everyone cannot be every kind of coach. You know, I had to find my niche. So I started coaching everybody so I could find my niche. And I think I did about 150 hours of free coaching yeah i mean that's definitely yeah. one way to learn what yeah. kind of resonates with you and what doesn't yeah so it was a lot of hours you know in terms of coaching it was a lot of free hours and it was also a lot of learning because as i was coaching i was realizing gaps within my own skill set as well mm. so it was constantly developing and learning and after every um you know coaching session i would write down what did I do well? Where could I have improved? And, you know, I took down all of those notes. And slowly but steadily, I started getting clients through word of mouth. People who did pro bono coaching with me would go and refer someone else to me. So I would do the first couple of sessions free, and then I would start charging them. And that's how my business started. 
through free coaching and through word of mouth. And Gavin, to be honest, up until today, I've been very, very fortunate that I haven't spent a single penny on marketing yet. Mm. All my clients have come through word of mouth and I hope it continues. But I think if I do need to expand and become bigger, I do need to market at some point. But it's going well so far through word of mouth. And, you know, you like me, you go and tell someone else. And it's just been that. It's It's been a good journey. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's also an interesting thing about, well, business and also kind of doing more organic type stuff of just word of mouth yeah. and getting known. It's that there's always that lag factor. So it's like all that time you spend at the start, yeah. that's probably, that's probably that wave is probably still kind of guiding it is. kind of catching up because of yeah. all that initial work you put in. I tell you what happens. I think, I don't know if this is true with every business because I'm a fairly new business person, but when work comes in, it comes in a wave. Mm. So you're super busy, you're super busy onboarding clients and you're super busy servicing them. And then you get busy, you know, kind of servicing them and not onboarding. And then comes another wave of some more clients coming in. So there's always that, you know, up and down kind of a wave. I think mm. at some point I do need to get to a steady point, but I don't know if there is a steady in business. I have no idea. I'm figuring it out as I go. Let's put it that way. No, but uh, I think that also connects back to what you were saying earlier about like you only have so much time, so much energy. So, because like mm. so when you have so many people that you're working with now and you kind of, your focus is going in different directions, you kind of, end up sometimes not dropping but slowing down on all the stuff you were doing before and then yeah. when the, the other stuff that was taking all your time now kind of like gets more balanced you're like oh damn i need to pick that stuff up again it's like constant like ebb and flow of energy yeah. and focus yeah and i suppose you know like i i'm i'm thinking this is my thinking i could be completely wrong but as i grow then i can have more people helping me and then you know, I can purely focus on clients and their transformations and, you know, getting them the greatest value, which they get now, but at the same time have someone helping me in the background running the show. So, you know, mm -hmm. that would be the ideal place to be, but we'll get there slowly. Yeah. One thing I'd love to, to touch on for our last kind of uh, points is you spoke about doing all those like 150 hours plus minus of bono work yeah. free sessions with people i mean i'd love for you to talk a bit about i mean how you actually got all those people keen to come on because i think that's yeah. a, a problem a lot of fresh coaches will experience is okay i've got these yeah. skills now i want to work with people how do i actually work with people so i'd love for you to share any tips on kind of the approach you took where it's still fresh so that was all done through social media right mm -hmm. so what I started doing was within my institute, there were a couple of um, Facebook groups. So I'd constantly post there saying, hey, I want to. So every time I studied something, every time I learned a new model or every time I learned a new skill, mm -hmm. I'd go and post online saying, hey, I've learned this. I'd like to practice. Who'd like to come and get coached by me? Interesting. So then it was pretty much learn, apply on yourself and then teach. Mm -hmm. as soon as you as soon as you teach it or as soon as you apply it 
it becomes rock solid within yourself, right? It kind mm-hmm. of gets etched in your memory. So every time I did that, I would coach three, four, five people. So within the coaching institute. And then I started posting on my Facebook saying, hey, look, I've actually started a new journey. I'm a coach now. I'm studying, da-da-da. So if you're facing any sort of uh, challenges in your life, I'm willing to give you three sessions free. Mm. A lot of people would come for three sessions, get what they needed, they'd move on. But that was the deal, right? And then once I did that for a couple of times, then I said, hey, look, I'm willing to coach five people for three sessions to get a testimonial from you if you found benefit. Mm. So then I started getting testimonials. So, you know, you're, you're building your credibility as you go. And then it became a, you know, kind of a business model where I'd put out ads and people would come in and then slowly people would take two sessions free and they started paying for the rest of it. Yeah. Because they started finding benefit. Yeah, the, no, especially yeah. the part that really jumped out to me was you were you were working with people who were in the same community as you. It's it's almost like yeah. you are, and maybe you're a surfer or something, and you're in surfing communities. But you say like, "Hey, yeah. I just learned this cool new trick for myself or this new technique for myself. Yeah. I'd love to teach one of you who's also a surfer, but I'd love to teach it to you. Yeah. If you're interested." I've never thought about that way. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And coaching a coach is the hardest because they come with a coach's hat on. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, your skills get better and better and better because you've got to dig deeper there. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a good journey. And I still do pro bonos once in a while, you know, because yeah. if it's just putting it out there for the community to come and experience what I do and then work with me if they wanted to. So, yeah, it's been a really good ride. And I must say, I'm, I feel so grateful to have found what I really wanted to do. Mm. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I want to hundred percent thank you for um, sharing your story with us and your journey today, because I mean, I also love that we ended kind of on a almost like little tactical kind of, um, point yeah. of, I think that's a, like I said, I'd never thought about it that way of kind of that approach that you took. So I think that's a really awesome mm-hmm. uh, takeaway people can have from this. But um, yeah, thanks so much for taking the time today. Yeah, thank you. And if I can end with something else as well, especially as coaches, get coached. Yeah. Every coach needs a coach. Get coached because when you go through the transformations yourself through another coach, you know how powerful it is when you actually do it to another person. Mm. So when you coach another person, you know exactly what the other person's going to go through because you've been through it before. Yeah. But also as a coach, be open to being coached. Yeah. You have to get coached. Yeah. Like, for example, I have a coach. I do have a coach. Because we're all human at the end of the day. We're all human beings. We're all going to come up against blocks. And, you know, we're all going to have negative self-talk at some point. But it's not how how many times you fall. It's how you get back up. So the moment you hit a block, go to your coach. Get coached on that. So you never have to feel those feelings again. And you can just keep moving forward. That's very important in business. 
Yeah, definitely. And if people want yeah. to to reach out to you to either just start a conversation or do some work with you, what's the best way for yeah. people to, to connect? So they can go on my website at Shruti Muli Coaching mm-hmm. or they can go to my Facebook page again, which is Shruti Muli Coaching, or they can reach me in Australia on, I'll just say plus six one is the Australia code. Four three four five seven zero seven six two. That's my number. Give me a ring. Perfect. And we'll also obviously drop everything in the bottom, so it's easy to click yeah. the call and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, website, phone. Yeah. Give me a ring, and I'd love to work with anyone who wants to work with me. Absolutely. Thanks so much for the time today. Yeah. Thanks, Gavin. Thanks for having me. It's been amazing. I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Automator series as much as I enjoyed having it. And there are two things I want you to do now. I want you firstly to follow me on YouTube, get that subscription in because you're going to see all the new episodes popping up in that case and you can stay on top of the series. And the second thing is I want you to reach out to me. If uh, anything we discussed on the episode today resonated with you in regards to potentially taking a jump into an online spiritual coaching business or you really have a business and you're wanting to grow that out and you're feeling like you could be impacting a lot more lives, but you don't quite have the time right now, you don't quite have the freedom you wanted, and you don't quite have those systems in place, I want you to reach out to me. To no pressure, no strings attached. Send me a message on Facebook, LinkedIn, email, whatever you prefer, and we can just have a conversation and a bit of a back and forth in regards to where you're at, what you're looking for, and how I might be able to help you impact more lives with what you're doing.